Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. everyone welcome back to right on track joining me on the show today is a wonderful guest i'm delighted to have a chat with please welcome kate harding hey kate hey how are you i'm fantastic how are you yeah really really good thank you fantastic well i'm so excited you're on the show today because we're going to be chatting about having a support system as an artist but before we dive into this conversation, I would love for you to share a little about yourself and your journey in music so far. Okay. Um, well, I'm right at the beginning, so I don't have a very long story at all. Um, I recorded uh, for the first time officially in a, in a proper recording studio about two weeks ago um, with Tyler Spicer. So uh, we're working on this country record. Um, it's called Wallflower. I wrote it um, in my early 20s, um, which is going to give away how old I am. Um, so, uh, yes, I, I wrote this song nearly, uh, I was in my early twenties and, um, I guess just life has happened and I, and I almost had an opportunity to do something with it. Um, and my boss was terminally ill at the time. And so I decided to just concentrate on my career and not focus on music at that point in my life. Um, and I believe that was for a reason. Um, so fast forward to, to now, um, and here we are. And uh, a couple of months back, I had an um, emergency surgery to remove um, my appendix at first. And I was in hospital and I was just just frustrated with myself thinking, gosh, something could actually happen to me. And I would never have recorded that song um, or other songs that I've written. And I've just never really given it that that focus. Um, so I kind of got cross with myself and I was like, right, we're going to do something about this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I started a Kickstarter on my birthday, which is mid-December and, um, I asked my friends, my family, people that I know to kind of help me put some money together so that I could actually, um, you know, focus on recording this song. Um, because I guess I have a six-year-old daughter, um, called Emma and any money that I'm earning really goes <laughs> towards Emma and what we do as a family. Um, so it was very difficult. I was like, I was kind of thinking, when am I ever going to be able to kind of focus this, you know, kind of money to create a song on me? And that's why we decided to do, um, I decided to do a Kickstarter. It was actually a journalist friend of mine that works in food and drink, um, who loves country music. We were talking about it. Um, and he said, you should, you should try this to kind of, um, you know, maybe just bring people out, um, on this journey with you. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we are. So we've recorded it. Um, Tyler is pretty much almost finished the song. Um, and I believe we're about four to six weeks away from release. So, um, yeah, you're the first person that I've had an interview with. So I'm really excited to be speaking with you and hear your lovely American accent. <laughs> oh, so exciting. Well, congratulations. And thank you for sharing your whole journey and all of that. I think that life definitely gets in the way from time to time. And when we have dreams and we feel like there are other things in our lives that take priority, we push them off, push them off. And I had a similar thing where when I was in undergrad, I 
really wanted to start pursuing songwriting, but I was double majoring in music and creative writing, and I had always focused on my education so much. And so I was like, this isn't the time. I don't have the time to chase a dream right now. And so I put it off. And then when I graduated with both my Bachelor of Arts, I started to look for producers, started to record even when I was doing my master's. And so I think I had a similar thing of, you know, I, I can't push this off anymore. And now you are finally taking that leap into being an artist. And it's very exciting. And it is a little scary. I remember my debut days. Um, but it seems like you already have a nice support system around you, which is a perfect transition into our chat and the quote for this episode. So can you read our quote? Yeah, sure. The quote that you sent me is, there is no us and them. It's an illusion. We are all human beings and we all have a responsibility to support one another by Roger Waters. So what does this mean to you as a new artist starting to break into the industry? Well, I, I guess it's, it's very appropriate for me because, yes, I couldn't I couldn't be here. I couldn't be here talking to you. I could I wouldn't have got the work. I wouldn't have, you know, the wind beneath my wings is everybody else, really. Um, and that's whether that's well wishes, um, whether it was, you know, you know, somebody, some people might have contributed five pounds, somebody might have contributed a hundred pounds. It was, it's, it's not even if people, you know, people who contacted me saying, oh, it's, you know, it's heading up to Christmas. I can't contribute right now, but I really wish you the best of luck. You know, it was just, um, yeah, the people around me just made me, you know, almost validate what I was doing, <laughs> you know, that I'm not having, you know, instead of I'm having a midlife crisis and instead of buying a Harley Davidson, I'm, <laughs> I'm recording a country record. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, no, I, I, it means, yeah, it means everything. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people I've met around me. And I feel like some of the people I've met along the way have been completely you know, complete serendipity as well and chance <laughs> that, you know, these connections have happened. But somebody very recently um, said to me, they almost said, when you first start taking those steps, you almost sort of start attracting those kind of people to you. And then, you know, that's how you, you meet people along the way that can kind of help you get there. Um, you know, and, and in terms of what I do for a job, you know, I, I help other people. So me moving into an industry where it's really unknown and I don't really, it's unfamiliar territory. Um, but I'm finding that there are other people that are there willing to help me. Um, it's just great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love everything you said. And one thing about this quote that I love so much is that it's pointing out how there's no us and them. Like, there's no difference. And I think as songwriters and artists, sometimes artists can get into the headspace of this is my career, I'm in the spotlight, I'm the one chasing this dream, and kind of moving through their journey without helping others along the way and making connections. And I truly think the best thing about being a songwriter and an independent artist especially is the community, finding friends, making connections, building your network. You cannot do this alone. Like you said, you wouldn't be doing this interview right now if you didn't have a support system. I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have a support system. And I think it's really great that you are literally just getting started and you already have the mindset early on that it's about all of us together, not me, it's not them, it's all of us together. And I think that's a really great mindset to have because you definitely attract 
the energy that you put out. And if you are somebody who gives and helps others and puts positivity into the world, you will attract that back. And so I think it's really great as an artist to recognize that, yes, you are focused on your career, but being there for others and supporting others is really, really important because especially as independent artists, it can be hard to break through and be recognized for our work. And so when you have family members, friends, others in the industry who support you, that really gives you validation that you belong. And so in turn, I think it's really important for us to return that favor to others and support others who are chasing their dreams as well. So I don't know about you, but just getting started, it can be a little scary to put yourself out there and start building those connections. So how has it been like for you to make industry connections as a new artist? Um, I guess I'm really, really, really lucky. Um, I live within five minutes um, walk from, um, it's it's a place called Casemates uh, Rehearsal Studios. Um, and I can, if I'm going to try and describe this place, it's very, very old. Apparently it's haunted. Um, it was, it used to be used in like World War II. Um, lots of ammunition used to be stored there. So it's, it's very, very old building, but it's been restored in a way that all of the different archways are different rehearsal rooms. And then at the end, there's a cafe and then a little bar where you can have tea, coffee, and they have like open mic nights, uh, on a Monday. They even have like a guitar jam on a Wednesday. Um, and it's just become a real hub and a place where creativity kind of is just encouraged and stems from. Um, and you can just be sat there having a coffee with someone and go, um, yeah, you know, do you know such and such? Or do you know somebody, you know, I'm looking for an acoustic guitar player at the moment. You know, who could you recommend I speak to? So it's kind of those conversations. And then it might not be, you might not have the answer, but they might not have the answer, but they might know somebody who does. Um, and yeah, generally it's kind of, yeah, being a part, being, you know, just walking towards that web <laughs> that you're able to make those connections. Um, so I guess it was those guys that put me in touch with somebody um, who was actually too busy to be working with me at that time. But it was them who suggested that I speak to, um, that I reach out to Tyler. What I love so much is what you're highlighting is having conversations with people and that is so important because oftentimes it's not always just seeing who you can connect with with the intent of getting something that you need or an opportunity that you want. Sometimes it's just having genuine conversations with people that turn into relationships and turn into industry connections. And I think like looking back to my early days, I'm super introverted. And so it was hard for me to step outside my comfort zone and talk to people, make connections. But once I started to do that, I learned right away that the conversations and the relationships are the backbone of your career in this industry as a whole. You cannot do anything without the connections. And what's really great too, is you're definitely going to notice this as well as you move forward in your journey too, is that once you start making these connections, you will always have people that you could go to for things or people just come to you for opportunities if they think of you. Like I've had friends say like, oh, I just got interviewed and they asked for a referral and I thought of you. So somebody may be reaching out. Or for me with this podcast, like I have so many connections now with like promoters and publicists and managers where if a spot would open and I need to fill a spot, I can just reach out and say, hey, I have an opening. Do you have anybody to fill it? And so it's really great when you start to have these connections that 
both ways, you and the other person, you can start to rely on each other for opportunities, information and all of that. Yeah. And what's great is that so far, nobody that I've spoken to has kind of gone, no, <laughs> you know, it's not, I've not reached a dead end. Um, so, yeah, I'm really lucky. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I feel like when you're getting started, you are very lucky, I would say, because you're here doing an interview right now. When I released my debut single, I didn't get the opportunity to do that. Um, and I think like for you, you are working with Scarlet River PR for your single, which is fantastic. For me, I did all of my releases solo. I didn't work directly with the promoter or PR company other than my single Crossed Upon, which Rachel actually did because that song is basically a thank you love letter to the UK for supporting me. And so it just made sense for me to work with her for that release um, back oh, in wow. 2021, too. I don't even remember when I released my music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2022, I think it was. But yeah, I think it's really great to recognize that you will get some opportunities and some will be dead ends and you won't get all the opportunities. And so I think it's really great to always remember that just to be grateful for the things you do get and for the people who do support you because that won't come from everybody. And so recognizing the ones who do take a chance on you and do support you, I think it's really important to never forget those people, especially the ones who are at the beginning. Like I still talk to um, my friend Jess who runs a blog called Fierce and Fabulous Revolution she gave me my very first review and to this day Jess and I are still friends and I think it's really great to remember that yeah like as you're continuing on if you break through and become like a major label signed artist like never forget the people who helped you at the beginning because you wouldn't be where you are in the future without those people who supported you first exactly hey this interview being the Netflix uh, documentary who knows <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> so speaking more on support system I want to highlight here that I think it's really great because the support system will be there to celebrate with you and share your highlights but they will also be with you through the rough times and the obstacles that you're facing as well and make you remember that you're not alone so for you just getting started in this music adventure what have your experiences been like both with having the support system to celebrate maybe when you finally finish recording your single and all of that but also some of the obstacles you may have faced as well to motivate you to keep going hmm, I don't know um I guess I I don't ha have a although I have a lot of connections on like LinkedIn I have a lot of connections on Facebook I have quite a close um friend network <laughs> I guess um and I've moved a lot through my life uh so I live you know I live with my partner I live with my daughter um and she's she is a six-year-old cheerleader basically everything I do is amazing to her <laughs> I could I could tell her I I, I yeah I, I could be doing anything for a job and she'll think it's amazing so um but no she really truly does um she is everything when it comes to, to singing um <laughs> she sings all the time as well um and yeah when I played um the first recording to her um I heard her singing it in the bathroom she was washing her hands and she's sort of singing it away and so so one it's kind of a good sign that it might be catchy <laughs> um uh but yeah she's uh she's 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 absolutely fabulous um but I guess um what I'm what I really was trying to say is actually I it's it's kind of a a weird one that I, I feel quite alone in this it's not like anybody who's necessarily close to me that I know really well does this so it's not like I can really just pick up the phone and talk to somebody about it because it's not like 
they understand would necessarily understand what I'm going through I feel quite exposed um like putting myself out there and putting my hopes and dreams out there and then just hoping it kind of it kind of works um but yeah it's it's kind of a, a kind of a big thing it's it's okay with it, it it was something I've always wanted to do and that was kind of for me to know and not everybody else but now it's on it's on my Facebook it's on my Instagram it's everywhere so um so that kind of gives me the the extra willpower to make it happen yeah no for sure and I really like what you mentioned about how no one really close to you is doing this exact same thing and you're exactly right in the fact that people who are not in a creative industry like this they do not understand they could have like just from the outside looking in they can get a sense of some things but as long as you're living it you understand if you're not just looking in you definitely don't and as as well as being a songwriter I'm also an author and it's the same thing where I will like talk to my author or industry like publishing industry friends and they get it and then I'm talking to like my friends who aren't in publishing and they just do not understand and I think it's really great to recognize that as you continue again you will get those people in your life where you can just pick up the phone like at the beginning I didn't have anybody and that's the thing you feel alone in it and that's one of the hardest things to get through at the beginning because you feel like you're alone you feel like nobody around you understands it but once you start to make genuine industry friends like I have like artist friends that I can just like text now or call and be like hey what do you think about this or um, I'm thinking about releasing a song what are your thoughts on it or I saw this thing going on in the industry what do you think about it and it's really great to have those people but at the beginning I didn't and so I think one of the things with the support system too is not only having the support of friends and family that have always been in your life but also focusing on building that support system in the industry so you have those people that you can pick up the phone and call if you have a question or need advice yeah definitely um I'm very uh, very lucky again um completely randomly so this is nothing really to do with country music apart from the second musical I did um but last um Easter I stumbled into musical theatre um I guess it was something I wanted to do when I was little and I just it always seemed something that was unachievable for me it was something that kids learn to do like they go to stage school or something so it was never something I could do um But a local theatre, which is an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful theatre, they were doing like a community community production. So it was open auditions. Um, And my dad sent it to me because it was one of my favourite films growing up. It was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, Don't laugh. Oh, love (laughs) Um, it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He sent me this. He sent me this audition um, that I could go to. It was only in like a like it was five days time or something like that. So I emailed them and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it's too late notice, but I'd love to come along and audition. So I did. And I thought, you know, I just want to enjoy the process and um, see what happens. Um, But yeah, I got part of the I was part of the ensemble and we got to perform for I don't know how many shows we did. It was something like 10 or something crazy. There were some days where we did two performances. Uh, we'd had a matinee and an evening performance. Um, so I got to kind of experience this crazy world of craziness. Um, but I also started to meet people who were perhaps a bit like me, <laughs> who who I just, you know, like to just dress up as other people and sing on stage. <laughs> um, so, so that was great. And then um, so I kind of thought, oh, I'm not going to do that again. That was absolutely exhausting trying to do that and work and be a parent um was hard um 
But then uh, I saw another uh, company, very, very local to me. Um, we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to do Nine to Five, the musical, um, which of course is written by the Queen, uh, Dolly Parton. Right. And I, couldn't not go, <laughs> I couldn't not go to the audition for that. <laughs> um, so I went to these, these two things. So even though I knew I, uh, deep down, I wanted to do this song, this, uh, I wanted to get Wallflower out there. Um, musical theatre has been the most gorgeous um, distraction in the whole wide world. Um, but it's actually the some of the people that I've met um, in the cast and the people who are behind both of these shows. It's those people who have really got behind this song um, in a big way and keep checking in on me actually as well and saying, "Oh, how's it going?" and and things like that. So, so that's great. So, yeah, I think like you said, it's some of the 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 people when you start moving in that direction and the people you make and then you've got something in common I guess that have really been yeah really been checking in on me so that's cool yeah no that's fantastic and I'm so happy that you took those opportunities and even though you really wanted to go with the country music you did those musicals and you made those connections and now those are friends that are supporting you now I think that maybe, I don't know, a year or two years ago, you weren't expecting to do something like that, but you did. And you were allowing yourself to be adventurous and have fun along the way. And I think that's really great how I think the other thing too is that you'll make connections in the most unexpected places and you'll get opportunities from the most unexpected places. And the more people you know, the more connections you have, the bigger your network is, the more those unexpected opportunities will come your way and the more support you'll have from various people in your life, which I think is incredible. So now I want to shift gears and give you a chance to chat a little about your single. So if you could share a little about what it's called and the inspiration behind it and also give a glimpse into the recording process because this was the first song you actually recorded in the studio so that must have been a great experience as well. Yeah um, okay so it's called Wallflower. Um, I wrote it about a real person, <laughs> about a real situation. Um, I was in a relationship where it was going really, really well. Um, it was, uh, I'd, I'd met the family and you just get all the signs. You, 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 I'm talking about, you know, when you're like six months in and you're thinking, oh gosh, he's going to say the three words any day now. <laughs> and they just never came. And uh, there was a period of time where he was going to be working away and I dropped him off at the airport and I thought he's going to say it before he gets out of the car. Um, definitely going to say it. And he just grabbed his bags and he was like, um, thanks, you know, because I'd given him a lift. It's quite a long drive for me to go back <laughs> to back to London. And um, yeah, he just got out the car and was just like, thank you. Bye. Um, or, you know, uh, thank you, darling. Or And just got out the car <laughs> and walked away. And I think it was just this frustration. Um, I mean, thank God he didn't. Otherwise, I wouldn't have written the song. Um, but th at the time, there was just this frustration that I just couldn't. I don't know. I just never had to process before. Um, I don't think I've really ever had to pull over in the car and <laughs> and voice record something before because the lyrics um, came, the melody came, and I just had to start. I had just kept pulling over and recording bits um, on my drive home. So basically, I I didn't. I never. There was no process as such. There was no sitting down with a pen and thinking about it. Um, I think it was just given to me by somebody from somewhere. <laughs> um, that just went, oh, this is how you're going to deal with this situation. 
and um, yeah, I voice recorded it basically. And I, I told no one about it. This is something that it, it was just me. It was a process. It was it was almost like um, when I was a teenager, I used to write like a journal uh, or we call it a diary. Um, we, you know, you, you put your thoughts and your feelings down on a page and um, sometimes I would write poetry and sometimes I would put a melody to that. So I guess in my teens, I kind of played around with writing songs, but I'd never ever done anything with it. Uh, there was no TikTok of how to do things then. There was no um, no encouraging of that kind of thing at school. Um, it was just a creative process that I kind of kept to myself. Um, so, yeah, it was just something I had to myself. And then um, randomly one day I was singing karaoke with my sister. I think it was Boxing Day in a pub in the middle of nowhere. Um, we get approached by this chap and he says, um, would you come and I'd like to sample some of your vocals on on a on a record that I'm working on, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I followed this this uh, gentleman. I'd never met him before. Um, these are things that you probably would not do now, <laughs> um, but in my early twenties, of course, I'm going to go to this strange man's house with a with a with a a room on the side of his house, <laughs> um, and he had. <laughs> I was I was very naive and very trusting. Oh my god! Um, and um, yeah, I I drank some beers and I did the vocals that he wanted me to. Um, he was actually a really lovely guy. Um, his name was Ian, and uh, he, he just had said to me, "Have you ever, um, have you ever written anything yourself?" And I said, "Oh, funny you should say that because it had very recently happened." Um, I said, "Funny you should say that." So I'm sat on the sofa drinking beer and I start singing. And um, the guy just lifts up a guitar off of the wall. <laughs> he has like seven of them or something on it. And he just lifts one up and he just starts playing um, to this song that I had in my head. And it was just the spookiest experience I think I've ever had. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, that was that was really cool. Yeah. And I guess I had the, the opportunity then to do something with the song. But as I, I explained earlier, I just couldn't um, for, for commitment reasons at the time. Um, but yeah, fast forward, fast forward nearly, um, yeah, 15, 15, nearly 20 years um, and all things have changed. So, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I really love how the inspiration for this song came out of nowhere and you did the voice note and right away you knew it was something special because I think the songs that come like that are always extra special obviously the ones that you sit down and you write and you're thinking through and you're crafting are great too but I think the ones that just come from a very special place that you can't really identify are definitely great ones and I'm really happy that you're able to bring this song back so many years later to finally release it so what was the recording process like for this song uh yeah it was it was relatively um straightforward uh we guess we we'd been I guess because I had uh I had the chords I had I kind of knew where the song was gonna go um I got into the studio and Tyler had already pretty much He'd pretty much done everything. <laughs> he was amazing. I've, I've called him, uh, he'll probably hate me for saying this, but I've, I've called him like a musical wizard um, because I don't know how he does it. But, but he can play. He's like Mary Poppins. He could just play a musical instrument, any any musical instrument. <laughs> you pick one, he can play it. Um, he, so he's already, you know, pulled together um, all of my dreams into three minutes and I arrive and basically I'm able to I don't still don't know how it took us six hours <laughs> to I guess I, I talk a lot so that was probably most of that was me talking um, 
but yeah we actually managed to get the vocals down and um and played around with some of the harmonies as well that that was probably one of my favorite parts um was just experimenting with singing it in a different way yeah. in different places mm-hmm. uh, and then hearing that now um you know so what I'm two weeks on from where we had that session um so two weeks on I get to hear that back and then I get to hear where those pieces fit in and for me I just like oh, I just go all tingly and all fizzy inside because I'm like oh my gosh it's like yeah I know I keep saying magic but that's what it feels like for me yeah it's like how did you just take thing that was like in my head make like pull it together but then just like make it 10 times better (laughs) um yeah yeah no that's fantastic literally I love studio days I love working with my producer at this point I basically co-produce all my stuff so I'm in the studio we like build all the tracks and we do everything together I bring in my musicians that are playing for me or I'm doing piano or whatever um but I think it's really great like getting the chance to experiment and harmonies are my favorite I love doing the harmonies and one of my songs, Afterthought, it was so fun because there's all these layered background vocals. And um, it was really funny because after we did the recording, I was like, I told my producer, I said, I feel bad for you having to mix this because there's so many. I asked him, I was like, how many vocal tracks are there? He's like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> there's so many. But it's really fun when you get to take something that you hear in your head and translate that into a tangible song and then be able to share that with others. It's so exciting. And I'm so, so excited for you to finally get the chance to do this with Wildflowers. So for listeners that are going to hear it soon, what do you hope they take away from this song? Um, I guess at the time, it it was that frustration of, you know, you can't control what the other person feels. You just can't. So even though I felt like I was in the middle of this dance floor having a great time in this amazing relationship, whereas I knew he had he was about 12 years older than me. So he had been hurt. He'd been through the ringer. He clearly had some trust issues. Maybe um, it just he just wasn't on the same page. And yeah, even if someone says that they are, you can never really un- you could never really see that what you're going through is the same thing as what they're seeing uh, there's two people in a relationship and that relationship could be two very different things um it's kind of your side their side and the truth somewhere in the middle um so yeah it's um but it's it was just it's just a perspective of one moment in time <laughs> and that's all it is really um it's not me forever longing to be loved it's just in that moment in time i think i you know i, I I was in my early 20s so I was not long had I left home <laughs> really um so this was one of my very very early relation you know early relationships early on um and you you do feel vulnerable um and and that's okay yeah no that's fantastic and I love how you said that it's just a moment in time and I think that's the most special thing about releasing music especially once you do it for years Because I can look back at my debut album and that was a period of my life. And then my EP was a period of my life. And my new album that's a mixing right now is the current period of my life. And I think it's really cool how our original music encapsulates a certain period of our life. And we're able to show our life through song. And I think that's really great because when we look back at those songs, they will remind us of different experiences we've had, whether they be good ones or bad ones. 
But in the moment, like after the fact, looking back, it's just reminding us of a moment in our life that we were inspired to write a song about. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So congratulations on your single. I'm so excited for its release very soon. And thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap things up, what are some final thoughts you would like to share on why it's important to have a support system as an artist? I think it's important because I guess it's almost imagine um, you are in a rowing boat and there's only you rowing it, um, <laughs> whether it be the tide or the wind, you know, perhaps you could change course at any moment. Whereas if you've got people to actually help you, if if everybody is, you know, pulling in the right direction, um, then you're much more likely to either reach your destination in the first place, or you might even get there quicker, especially if you're, you're good to people along the way as well. Um, so yeah, that's, I'll give you the rowing boat <laughs> analogy. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for my partner. He is my, he is my rock. Um, and he is the one that is, you know, in in all of this so whether it be the the theater whether it be the being missing for <laughs> rehearsals or recording that I had to drive two hours to go do you know he's the one who's looking after my six-year-old daughter as well so he's like looking after her looking after her emotions whilst I'm going through all of this as well so um I don't know how he does it but um or why he puts up <laughs> why he puts up with me but I think he can see that when I'm being creative I'm happy and I'm 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 guessing that's that's why <laughs> perfect well thank you so much again for joining me on the show before we wrap up for good i wanted to give you the chance to share where everyone can connect with you online great um well at the moment uh i, I was going to change it but maybe i shouldn't now if i'm going to start telling people where it is um i'm uh kate harding country at kate harding country on uh instagram and facebook fabulous well thank you so much again for joining me thank you thank you so much Absolutely. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Kate Harding. And until next time, stay stay right right on on track. track.